Money FM 89.3, best of the breakfast huddle. Mind your business with the breakfast huddle only on Money FM 89.3. Money FM 89.3. Good morning. It's The Breakfast Huddle. Elliot Danker, Bharati Jagdish and Ryan Huang with you. It's time now for Mind Your Business. And we're talking about how COVID-19, I mean, we've talked about this so many times, right? COVID-19 mm-hmm. and how you see a lot of businesses uh, digitalize their workflows in that sense. Yeah, certainly it's no secret that the pandemic accelerated digitalization, digital transformation, Mm. extremely important. So many of us working from home and by default, companies have to do this, right? So it seems to a great extent that they have been forced into it. But most of the companies I've spoken to say they don't regret it one bit. And the next company that we're featuring, Tesseract, has actually done its part to enable a lot of this digital transformation and digitalization in SMEs and other companies. Its platform actually helps organizations track and manage various workflows. We're talking about project tasks, sales leads, customer relationships, and of course, accounting. Yeah, I love the name. It sounds like something out of the Avengers, you know. Tesseract also offers Tessa Cloud. It's a document management system that provides optical character recognition and digital signature capabilities. And it was recently announced that uh, one of the company's platforms, uh, Tesseract IO, has raised 3.3 million US dollars in a pre-Series A funding round led by Wavemaker Partners. So good on them. Mm, I would have loved to hear that pitch, and we're going to be talking more about that as well with Sherilyn Tan, CEO and founder of Tesseract. We're going to be finding out more about plans for all of this money as well, 3.3 million US dollars. What exactly are they going to do with it? Good morning, Sherilyn. Good morning, Alidette, Barati and Ryan. Uh, your, uh, Sherilyn, your product suite enables businesses in sectors such as law, accounting, finance to automate all these work processes to allow their teams and their clients to also work collaboratively in real time. The thing is, we've seen strides, huge strides in digitalization and transformation today. So sometimes it's hard to remember what it was like before COVID. And you clearly saw a need for all of this way before the pandemic even began. So describe the circumstances that led you to say, ah, here's a gap in the market I can fill. Yep, um, sure. So what happened is uh, in 2015, we actually launched asialawnetwork.com. It's actually a platform to help people look for lawyers. And then what happened was when we launched, 300 uh, emails were sent out for requests for legal services on that first day. And no lawyers actually responded because um, they were too busy doing their own legal work. And the secretaries and the operations of the law firms were not able to react react as fast as um, we expect them to, right? In today's world, you expect quick responses, right, from anybody that you try to contact to get services or products. But that problem actually was quite systemic. You know, 50% of all these emails online were actually outdated. So after building our Asia Law Network, we thought, hey, you know, there's a bigger problem we need to solve. And so we ended up building out Tesseract technologies to actually serve not just law firms, but also across the other verticals such as accounting, finance, insurance, consulting and others. Yeah. Mm. Where are we at now? How many how many businesses turn to, to Tesseract? How many rely on Tesseract? So we have a few thousand like active users every day. So they are actually using Tesseract on a day-to-day basis because Tesseract is actually quite a key component in their day-to-day work where it comes to, for example, doing KYC, compliance, uh, filing of the documents. 
important ones, right? Um, for every single law firm, accounting firm, uh, data and documents are key to everyday practice. And also because we provide billing services for them, okay. uh, that kind of flows through all the way through uh, from onboarding of the client all the way to billing and keeping track of that. I understand that you became cash flow positive uh, within quite a short period, within five years. How, how long exactly did it take? Uh, well, uh, I think uh, it's about three years. Uh, we started mm. five, year, five years ago, but um, I think we became um, cash flow positive after launching for two to three years. Rationale is that we were really careful with money. Uh, we bootstrapped all the way, saved as much money as we can, and not, you know, we're careful not to spend them on unnecessary activities. So even myself, you know, I had to pick up a lot of uh, the heavy lifting with migration, uh, data work that needs to be done uh, when we're onboarding clients. That's the <laughs> thing, you know, Sherilyn, you, you, you talk about having to even get into the technical side of it, not just running the business. I understand that you, you actually are naturally interested in technology. Tell us more about that. Where did that stem from? Well, I guess I was uh, quite an early developer when it comes to technology. Um, I'm a single, I mean, a single child. So what happens is that when I was young in primary school, I used to do a lot of uh, coding and I spent a lot of time in front of the computer. So that kind of led me to, you know, all these uh, thinking about digital first, right? And my mom, interestingly, uh, even though she's not very tech savvy, she's always the first adopter of technology. Like new technology comes out, she'll get me, you know, the latest computer, and so that kind of like sparked off my whole experience and learning on, on the computers. Yeah. Mm. You know, for the past three years that, or three and a half years that Money FM has existed, I keep asking the question to ladies like yourself what's it like being a female in the tech industry? Um, I, I, I want to change that. Um, has COVID changed that, that stigma in the sense that, you know, people don't care anymore as long as you know tech, we need you? Uh, what's the landscape like now? Definitely, I think uh, we see that there's a rush uh, for solutions that can fit uh, multiple like verticals and, and, and different workflows for each company. So whether you're male or female, I think actually being female helps uh, quite a bit oh. because we're actually more thoughtful and more careful. Nice. <laughs> in some way, you know, uh, you know, those stereotypes should have never existed. Those stereotypes should have never, <laughs> never existed. But the Absolutely. reality is that they did. Uh, but you're saying that actually it sort of fell away during this period, yeah? So, so tell us. Yes. What. Because we all have different strengths and weaknesses, right? I mean, uh, you know, the, the, the stereotypes that we're talking about, um, that's why actually our team is quite well balanced. We have like half like males and half females um, because we, we believe that, you know, with diversity, it's actually easier to serve the clients that we, we are serving. Some clients might prefer a certain style, you know, like some, some clients prefer a different style. And in the midst of digitalization, there's a lot of hand-holding, right? Uh, hand-holding um, the, the firms that are, you know, previously on very simple systems or no systems at all. So a lot of training involved, a lot of um, face-to-face, or not, okay, not so much face-to-face now, but like over Zoom um, of uh, trying to get them to digitalize. So that kind of process actually is slightly different than what we will typically think. Like, you know, it's not coming in and just like, okay, here's a new technology, right? Take it and mm. just use it. It doesn't work mm. that way. So that whole process of, yeah. It's not really about the technology per se. It's about changing mindsets, is it not? Exactly. It's about change management and how you communicate during that process. One of the things you you said was that women tend to be more thoughtful. That, again, is a stereotype, I guess. Uh, But clearly, 
uh, that is one of the traits required. Whether it is emanating from a man or from a woman, it is going to be relevant in this whole process of change and moving forward as well as we continue to try to keep people, you know, going faster in terms of transformation, not only springing into action when there's a crisis, right? So what's your approach to this? What's your approach to keeping the current pace of transformation going for companies, for these SMEs that you're serving? So we kind of like phased it out into like three different phases. Of course, the first part is uh, getting them familiar with their day-to-day work on Tesseract. Uh, Shifting your technology is always hard for our clients. I mean, for anything, right? Change is hard. Um, so being able to move them from their old systems to the current system, that's one part. Second part is actually the empowering of these firms or clients to actually innovate themselves. So as you know, that Tesseract is like a low-code, no-code platform, right? So anybody can actually customize their own workflows on the platform without any coding knowledge. Which means that, for example, today if you're, you want to automate tasks 1 to 5, uh, and tomorrow you realize, hey, you know, in between task three and four, I need to have another reminder sent out to a client. You can actually set it up yourself. So, you know, gone are the days where you need to keep calling, you know, the tech guy and say, hey, you know, can I do this? Can I do that? So that part, I think it's very important because it will move all of us towards um, really changing our mindset for, you know, for the companies we work for. Mm. Uh, you have partnerships with quite a number of government organizations, uh, the Singapore Academy of Law, LawNet that is, the Inland Revenue of Singapore, IRAS, the Accounting yeah. and Corporate Regulatory Authority, as well as uh, Infocom Media Development Authority. Uh, my question is not about your partnerships with them, but uh, have you gotten feedback on uh, who would really benefit from this? The end user, the regular people that need to check things on such websites or you and me that need to go on IRAS. Uh, any feedback from such people? Has it impacted them in any way? Of course. I think um, dealing with all these uh, government organizations is a part and parcel for professional firms especially. And even for you know our latest uh, product, right, the ThinkPass Digital Signing, imagine if you receive all your documents from your corporate secretary or your, uh, your lawyers and your accountants and they're all like ready to be signed uh, using just a few buttons or clicks on your ThinkPass app. I think that's very convenient. And uh, because of this, I think the government has really spearheaded um, the wave of digitalization even more by taking away the fear, right, that this uh, previously was not accepted. Now, you've recently announced that you raised 3.3 million US dollars in a pre-Series A funding round. Uh, This was led by Wavemaker Partners. Before we get to what your pitch consisted of, that it managed to win (laughs) over your partners and and help you get these millions of dollars, uh, perhaps tell us why there's a need even to raise these funds. Because you did mention that you're cash flow positive. Some might say, why don't you just carry on, right? Growing the business organically and, Mm -hmm. you know, continuing the way you have been. Absolutely. I think uh, fundraising is a very um, interesting process or journey for me. The decision to raise was basically to grow really quickly in this period of time because we saw opportunities we can tap onto. So it's not so much to deal with your day-to-day cash flow, but to build out new verticals as well as to build out new countries that we can go into. So the cash is, uh, I mean, money is mainly used for that. And we realized that if we don't grow uh, during this period of time and leverage uh, on the um, circumstances that we have right now, uh, it'll be a waste uh, because... Also, I think fundraising is about getting the right partners on board. 
uh, Wavemaker partners, uh, CMI Capital, as well as M Venture Partners. They're all very great partners to have in this journey of, uh, you know, growing a startup. And having their invaluable input is um, absolutely important. And you don't feel like more alone when you're doing this startup thing, right? Yeah, that's really important. Well, thank you so much uh, for sharing all that with us. Uh, we've been speaking with Sherilyn Tan, the CEO and founder of Tesseret. Uh, thank you again and stay safe. Thank you for having me. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.